The 2015-16 Boston Blade season has come to an end. A recap of this year, plus Clarkson Cup predictions and more on this edition of Blades Inside Edge. You're listening to Blades Inside Edge, the official podcast of the Boston Blades. Here's your host, Chris Knobloch. Hello and welcome to the fifth full episode of Blades Inside Edge and the final one for the 2015-16 season. My name is Chris Knobloch, the voice of the Boston Blades. On this edition, we will recap the 2015-16 season that came to an end this past weekend. We'll discuss the Clarkson Cup playoffs with Steve Ventresca, and we'll take a look at the offseason, a very important offseason, for the Boston Blades. The Blades wrapped up the 2015-16 season this past weekend with a trip to Montreal that did not go as planned. Le Canadiens put up 24 goals in two games to defeat the Blades 14-0 on Saturday night and 10-1 on Sunday. Meg Myers had the lone Blades goal of the weekend, the first goal that Boston had scored against Montreal since the Clarkson Cup final last season giving Myers four goals on the year to lead the Blades team. Another big storyline from the weekend was Jean-Vievre Lacasse. The consensus MVP of this Boston Blades team made her 1,000th save of the year, the first time that's ever been done in the CWHL. After corrections after the weekend, Lacasse finishes her season with 1,023 saves, a CWHL single season record. Lacasse also set the single-season record in games played with 23, in minutes played with 13, 45, and 33 seconds, and unfortunately losses in a season with 22. With the season now wrapped up, the Blades' lone win came against Toronto in their second game of the season, with Christina Brown scoring in the shootout to give the Blades their lone victory on the year. Let's take a look now at the team leaders for this Boston Blades team. First in points, Erin Kickham, the BC graduate, with seven points on the year. She also led the team in assists with six, just a year after wrapping up her Boston College career, where she had two points in four seasons for the Eagles. Leading the team in goals, as mentioned before, was Meg Myers, the returning veteran for this Blades team. In second was the rookie Megan Shea, with three goals on the season. And of course, the goaltender Genevieve Lacasse with the goaltending records for the CWHL, leading Boston with 23 games played, all of them starts, a 1-22 record, 109 goals allowed, a 4.86 goals against average, and 1,023 saves to give her a 9.04 save percentage on the year. Let's send it now to Steve Ventresca for his recap on the season and his Clarkson Cup predictions. Steve? Now that the Blade season is finally over, we can sort of sit back and look at the season as a whole. And as a whole, there's a lot to be proud of for this Blades team. Obviously, Genevieve Lacasse in net, a thousand plus saves for the season. She ended with 1,020 saves, an incredible feat for Genevieve, as well as this team. I mean, it really shows how short staffed they were at the beginning of the year, sort of in scramble mode to get this thing together. And they admirably came together as a team. Yes, the wins weren't there, the points weren't there, especially as defending cup champions, but you have to look back and say that this season was an overall success from just just a team standpoint where they battled through every game. You didn't see them give up. Even the last series in Montreal where they got outscored, I think the final was 27-1 on the weekend, but 
that one goal they even scored early in the third period of that Sunday game. Meg, Meg Myers was able to break free and slip one past the goalie there, but it really is a testament to how this team just never gave up, never let the odds be stacked up too high against them. And it's really a lot to hang their hat on. Krista Petronik, Brian McCloskey, the coach, they really should be proud of themselves for this season. Tara Watchhorn, especially as one of the veteran defensemen on this team, defending Clarkson Cup champion, Olympic gold medalist. She really held it together and really got this group of girls playing hard in front of her. And it really shows that, you know, they are professionals and they do take pride in their game and they didn't want to give up. There are a couple close ones in there. The military appreciation night stuck out, the one or the two to one loss to Brampton and Dedham. Great game. Really good effort all around. It was nice to see Amanda Caridi step in. Um, two games up there in Toronto. She got one start where she made 50 saves out of 54. And she got in this last weekend series in Montreal. So really, I think the team grew a lot as the season went on. You know, early on in the season, they had their struggles scoring. And that sort of continued throughout the year. But they definitely found a way to you know, overcome some of those odds, play really a much better defensive style game as the season went on, and were able to slip through a few goals and keep games close. I mean, they held a 3-1 to one game with Montreal at Lowell a couple weeks back, and, you know, they, they didn't want to lose. As far as the CWHL playoffs, which are about to start, I think Montreal and Toronto should be a fairly easy series for Lake Canadians. The offensive firepower is just too much, and Natalie Spooner can't do everything on her own. I don't think the goaltending and defense is enough for Toronto to be able to get a win in Montreal. So I think Lake Canadians will take that series. The other series, I think, is far more interesting. Brampton Thunder are going to have to travel to Calgary, as Calgary was able to take points from them this past weekend to secure home ice. I think that's going to be a three-game series. Calgary, you know, a much tougher team, I think, more overall complete than uh, than the Brampton Thunder team. And the offensive firepower, Delaney Bryan in net, I think Calgary's going to be tough to beat on home ice. Um, so I like a Clarkson Cup final matchup between Lake Canadians and the Inferno. And maybe call it the Homer and me or... I don't know, call it just a gut feeling that Calgary might be the most complete team out there right now. I know Montreal has all the offensive weapons to be great, and they should be the favorite to win this Clarkson Cup championship, but I'm going to go with the Calgary Inferno upsetting Lake Canadiens in Ottawa to win the Clarkson Cup championship for the first time. Thank you very much, Steve. That was Steve Ventresca, my color commentator for this season of CWHL Live Broadcast out of Boston. And Steve will be staying on with the Blades for the time being as a scout. So if you see him at your local rink, say hi, and he's probably checking out some of the local talent. To echo some of the things that Steve said about this season, I don't think you will ever see a harder working team than this Boston Blades team. They came out every week for practice. I'm sure you saw a lot of their practice footage on our social media at Boston CWHL. They worked hard every week, and they never gave up in a game. Even in Montreal this past weekend, where they had a very, very rough third period on Saturday night, the team never quit. And 
not enough can be said about that from a team that was so decimated by competition in market and a loss of players. It certainly speaks to the leadership of the veterans and returning players from last season, especially Captain Tara Wachorn, also Christina Brown, the assistant captain who came in uh, as a rookie this season, but came in with experience in Europe. The Blades' leadership was absolutely essential in keeping uh, the team focused, keeping them energized, keeping them uh, positive the entire time, and this team was a very positive team. And if you look through the numbers, although the, they don't stack up all that well towards the other teams in the league, you'll realize that this team came leaps and bounds ahead of where they were when the season started, and they got contributions from a lot of different players, which cannot be understated as this Blades team retools during this offseason. So my hats are off to them. They certainly played well, um, as well as can be expected during this transitional season and they've built a very strong foundation in this newer era of Blades hockey to build off of for next year. As Steve alluded to, the Clarkson Cup playoffs get underway this coming weekend with Les Canadiens de Montreal hosting the Toronto Furies and the Calgary Inferno hosting the Brampton Thunder. My predictions are as follows. I agree completely with Steve about Montreal versus Toronto. Les Canadiens have the deepest lineup coupled with some very good goaltending from Charlene Labonte. I don't see them losing to Toronto this weekend. I expect them to sweep and head to the Clarkson Cup Final in Ottawa. However, I do not see the Calgary Inferno getting through this weekend. I think it will be three fantastic games out in Calgary at Windsport, but I see the Brampton Thunder taking this series and heading to Ottawa as the second team in the Clarkson Cup Final. Erica Howe has been great for the Brampton Thunder in net. I think she, that gives Brampton an edge over Calgary in goaltending. And Brampton has a lot of great playmakers. And Jess Jones, Rebecca Vint, um, Sarah Edney back on defense. I see this hungry, and I mean hungry, Brampton team that last year was fifth in the CWHL coming out. Uh, they have shown that they can beat this Inferno team. And I expect them to do so this weekend, setting up a Montreal versus Brampton Clarks Cup Final at the Canadian Tire Centre in Ottawa coming up in March. As for the final, I do have Montreal taking the Clarkson Cup. It will be their fourth in franchise history. Their first is Les Canadiens, as they won the other three while they were the Montreal Stars. I think that Montreal is just too good. And in a one-game setting, I have Montreal beating the Brampton Thunder for the Clarkson Cup Championship. We turn now to the offseason and what the Blades will be doing as they prepare to ice a team for the 2016-17 season. Yes, the Blades will be back. Rumors of their demise have been greatly exaggerated. And GM Krista Petronic has already started the process of not only recruiting players, but working, working on the marketing and advertising for the team. Without going into too much detail, as I have been a part of the process and will continue to be going forward, uh, the Blades are looking at a wide variety of changes, not only with the roster, but with the home arena, with some of the marketing and advertising, and with a couple other things that Blades fans should be excited for. Make sure to follow the Blades on social media, facebook.com slash bostoncwhl, twitter at bostoncwhl, same with instagram at bostoncwhl, for updates throughout the offseason as they will be coming, whether they are player signings or other announcements about the Boston Blades team. You're not going to want to miss this upcoming season now that the 
staff is set, and the Blades have some clarity on what the next step will be. We're going to wrap up this edition of Blades Inside Edge, the final Blades Inside Edge for the 2015-16 season, with a little recap of some of our CWHL live broadcasts out of Boston, particularly every goal scored by a Blades player at home this season, of course, set to good vibrations, the Blades goal song for this past season. Shea and Crom fight for it. Wickenheiser in there to help for the Inferno. Coming away with the Shea. Centering pass. Shot. Score! Megan Shea with her first professional goal. And the Blades are on the board. It's now 3-1 Calgary. Yeah, that's just a lot of hard work by Megan Shea. Digs the puck out of the corner. Wins the battle. Was trying to actually center that puck. And it looked like it hit off the backhand side of the stick of Desjardins. Now Myers over to Kick. Kick him with the centering pass. Brown. Shot. Score! Christina Brown with the goal. It's 4-2, and that was a beauty by Brown. Yeah, great job by Sarah Duncan keeping the puck in at the point, sending it back in deep, and just the hustle by this top line. Aaron Kickham gets the pass from Megan Myers, who wins the one-on-one battle in the corner, centering feed, and Brown pucks to the net. Again, slips through the 5 of Desjardins, and we have life just 25 seconds into the third period here for the Blades. Good two-on-one here. Watchorn winds, fires, SCORE! The captain, Tara Watchorn, ties the game at one! A great read going back to the defensive zone by Tara Watchorn. It looked like Drew Burns went straight to the bench, remained a five-on-four while the extra player was coming out, and that player was Grace Murphy. Who then joined the rush, Tara Washhorn, looking her off and going just under the crossbar, beating Knox above the glove hand, tying this game up. Washhorn plays catch with Burns. Burns looks for a centering pass. Shot. Score! Christina Brown with her second goal of the season. And that will be the first goal of the game for the Blades. It's now 3-1 on a 5-on-3 power play goal. Best part is the Blades still have a power play. And so far, they've done a great job this period of getting pucks in the net, getting second chance opportunities. They've had three, four, five shots, it seems. After that first shot gets Erica out, she's doing a good job of stopping the first one. It's the second and third chances that the Blades are really making their money on right now. And doing a good job of getting back into this game, stealing a little bit of momentum back with the power play. Burns rattles it around the boards for Farrell. Farrell looks to clear and does so. Home run pass to Demazie. She has no one to beat. Maggie Demazie shot. Score! Maggie Demazie with her first professional goal. It's 4-2 on a beautiful play. And I'm not sure what Maggie Demazie was doing way up at the far blue line as one of the defensemen. But we talked with her in the period about being aggressive, joining the rush, knowing when to pick your spots. And I guess that was one of them. Kick him all along with Desjardins. Shot. Score! Aaron kick him her first pro goal. It's a one-goal game here in Lowell. And Aaron kick him has been buzzing ever since that. The one that hit the crossbar in the second period. She was looking for redemption. And that was just Megan Shea realizing that her teammate was streaking up by his sends a prayer of a home run pass, Chris, you mentioned. And it just trickled through the legs of Cudmore on the point. Slowed down just enough before Aaron Kickle was able to corral that puck before firing a wrist shot that Kathy Desjardins got a good piece of. Terry, along the far side, harassed by Shea. Skates in circle, backhands it to Giannino. 
Giannino. Over to Shea. Shea has a breakaway. Looking for it. Shot. Score! Tabor goes from Megan Shea with 54 seconds left. And the Bears go flying here at NESC. And what a great job there. The second line all night long has been fantastic. And Nicole Giannino with just a simple play there in the neutral zone, winning the one-on-one battle, a race to the puck, and just chips it ahead as it was Megan Shea, the benefactor of that chip up, and a one-on-one with the goalie, and she knows what to do with it as she just roofs it up under the bar. Megan Shea with the teddy bear goal with just 54.8 left here. This has been Blades Inside Edge, the official podcast of the Boston Blades. My name is Chris Knobloch. Thank you so much for listening this season. It's been a pleasure bringing you the Blades broadcast, as well as news and notes, as well as tweets, Facebook posts, and Instagram posts this season. And I'm looking forward to seeing what this team can do for next season. Make sure to follow the Blades on social media, facebook.com slash bostoncwhl. Twitter at BostonCWHL. Same for Instagram at BostonCWHL. That will do it for this edition of Blades Inside Edge. Thank you so much for your support this season. We really appreciate it. Enjoy your offseason. Go Blades. And we'll see you for 2016-17.